Hi folks, I'm Nicole Gilbert, and this is the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. Each Wednesday, join me as I share the ins and outs of that quilt life. If you don't have a sewing machine, you can bust out a pretty awesome Y seam, or you're just interested in hearing the latest and greatest quilty news, this is the podcast for you. Nicole here and welcome to season three, episode four uh, of the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. I am so excited that you are here with me today. So, holy smokes, guys. I am just so excited to be back in the groove of this podcast with all of you. And I just wanted to say a big Thank you for everyone who has been joining in on YouTube. Uh, For those of you who are just jumping in now, we do have a new format on the podcast where we are both broadcasting on YouTube as well as on your favorite podcast provider. So you can follow on either platform or both. Okay, so let's get started with the quilt on the wall. So this is Kapow, and I just am obsessed with this quilt. Um, I think that it is so much fun. It's actually just a repeat of the same block over and over again. It's fat quarter friendly, which is awesome. Um, And I wanna say you use 12 fat quarters for this size, which is just like a generous throw. Um, It's three stars by four stars. It kind of has like a swoon vibe if you're familiar with uh, the swoon quilt by Camille Ross Kelly. Uh, but it's it's just different. It's a little bit more um, jazzy, if you will. It kind of gives me like a fireworks vibe from it. Uh, and I have seen it done in really bright colors and I've seen it done in really muted colors and both look phenomenal. Uh, in this quilt, I used a hodgepodge of fabrics. Um, We've got, it's all Tula Pink, cause you know me, um, but it is some shoe colors, some Daydreamer, some Curiouser. I even wanna say there's like, not Zuma, what one? There's an, a throwback, the elephant. Free, free spirit, no, spirit animal, spirit animal. Don't quote me on that, but I think this is spirit animal. <laughs> anyway. Uh, A lot of different fabrics in this one. What's really smart about it is that from the one fat quarter, you create three separate cut groups. So like A, B, and C. And then each star is an A from one fabric, a B from another, and a C from a third. And so those 12 fat quarters all scrambled up uh, give you the different stars. And it's really fun because you can get really, really scrappy, all sorts of of fabrics, but it makes it tie into one another when you've got, you know, the same fabric as the star in this one, the central star in this one, and like the outer circle in in this one down here that you can't really see because I'm blocking it. But that continuity really allows you to get a little bit crazy with the fabrics and it looks really, really good. I have a link in the show notes or video description, depending on where you are uh, viewing or listening. 
uh, to this quilt pattern if you are interested in grabbing a copy for yourself. It's a really quick make and a lot of fun to put together. So, booyah. Okay, that is the Kapow quilt. Uh, and I, it's pieced by me and then I actually long-armed it as well. Uh, so, let's get in to today's topic. And so today we are talking about the fear of using your fabric stash. And I know that might sound crazy to some of you. Some of you are going to be like, why would you be scared to have fabric stash, the, to use your fabric stash? The whole point of having the fabric stash is to use it. And like, I get it. I get it. But there's a lot of us and I include myself in this group. I am scared to use my fabric stash. I mean, not really, because I've, I've got tips and tricks, which is what I'm sharing today. But um, I do have a hoarder mentality when it comes to some really beautiful fabric. Why, you might ask? Well, um, fabric typically is a one-and-done release, which means that the fabric companies send these designs to a mill they run off a certain amount and then they don't ever reprint it. And so once fabric is gone, it's gone. So I, um, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, it's too pretty to use. And if I use it, I'm never going to be able to use it again. Duh, I know it's crazy, but that's kind of like what I think of when I get a little stressed out and I don't want to use my fabric sash. Some people don't want to use their fabric stash because it's just too pretty. And I get that one as well. So I've got some fat quarter bundles here. Uh, this one is uh, Tiny Coordinates by Tula Pink. Um, and it's just, look at this gorgeous rainbow. If you are not um, watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast provider, this is a stack of 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 25, 25 fat quarters that are just a delicious, delightful rainbow. And there's polka dots and there's stripes. And it's just, it's gorgeous. It's so well put together. You look at it and it's beautiful. It is a decor piece. And quite frankly, I use it right now as a decor piece in my quilting studio. I have big glass front cabinets on my uh, studio. No, they don't get direct sunlight. That's why they're glass fronted because I won't let my fabric fade. Don't worry. Um, but it's there and it's beautiful. I don't want to tear that apart. Same thing with a fabric bundle like this, which my goodness, I'm just... I really didn't pay attention. I just went in and I was like, this is pretty, this is pretty. And of course, if you know, you know, Tula Pink. So um, this one is Tiny Beasts and it's just this beautiful stack of delicious prints. And Tiny Beasts is really fun because it's bright colors and cute little animals and there's trash cans. And for some reason, the trash cans and the apple cores are beautiful and it's purple and it's pink and it's lime green and it's just amazing and it's gorgeous. And it's too pretty to cut. Okay. So it is decor in my fabric studio. I know you're probably listening to this podcast episode right now and thinking, she said this is for if you have a fear of cutting up your stash and she's telling me about all her fears and what she does not cut up. I'm getting there. So 
The fear of cutting up the stash, I think, comes from those two main ideas. Either one, the fear of never being able to replenish, which is a very real feel, real fear in the fabric world. Uh, there are some things that are easily replenished. I don't think anybody is genuinely scared of cutting into their solids. You can replace your solids pretty flippin' easily. And every brand has solids. You've got Riley Blake Confetti. You've got Moda Bella Solids. You have Kona Cottons. Um, you have Art Gallery Pure. You know, there's there's so many different brands of solids and solids always being replenished. So that's not a fear. People like Tula Pink have fabric collections like her True Colors, which Tiny Coordinates is actually part of True Colors, so I really should let this one go, but it's just still pretty, um, which are prints that are always available, constantly replenishing, constantly restocking. And they're great because they're coordinating. So they coordinate with all the rest of her fabrics and they allow her to do a lot of busy prints without having to worry about having, you know, backgrounds, tone on tones, and blenders because she has a whole line of just that. So that the fear of not being able to replenish, very real. The fear of cutting into something because it's just too pretty. One, I wanna I wanna answer that one. Like really hi, my name's Nicole and I'm a fabric caller. I wanna really talk about this right now. Okay. Yes, the fabric is just too pretty. It's true. I'm not going to like be like, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It's If you're somebody like me who is a, you know, I'm, I've gone beyond hobby quilter. I'm a professional quilter. I'm a quilt instructor. I love fabric. Like truly, truly love fabric. And so I do think some things are just, they're works of art. I can appreciate them from the designer's point of view as far as like, holy cow, somebody thought this up, put it out of their brain, and now I get to use it as an art material. But did you catch what I just said at the end? I get to use it as an art material. It is a medium. The same way a sculptor uses clay, the same way a painter uses acrylics, fabric is my medium. Use it. Somebody else has gone through a lot of work to provide you with something that you literally are in love with and think it's too pretty. Like, think about that. That's pretty stinking cool. Um, so I really want you to kind of wrap your brain around that one. Um, I also want you to take in consideration the fact that, especially like, I'm just, I'm pointing at the quilt behind me, the Kapow quilt. Remember that fabric that I was like, oh, I can't really place that. I think it's free. It, I think it's spirit animal. This has been a fat quarter that has been bouncing around in my fabric stash for a long time. I have some pretty throwback fabrics. And I will say some like real throwback fabrics of like tulip pinks. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna cut up the cats, the Cheshire cats from Tabby Road, mostly because like if you've done a Google search or an Etsy search, you'll realize that that fat quarter is like 
worth a lot of money. Totally different ballgame. Most fabric are not collector's items. This elephant, not a collector's item. I think I could probably get like a decent amount. Like as far as fat quarters go, I could probably get 20, 30 bucks for it, which is expensive for a fat quarter. But I like this fabric. I think it's pretty. I love the hidden elephant. I get to enjoy this fabric a heck of a lot more in this quilt than I ever would if it was still in that fat quarter bin. Do you know what I mean? I want you to really, really think about this because I'm trying to get to the why before I give you the tips and tricks of how to do this. Use it because I get to enjoy this 10 times more in this quilt than I ever would if it was just sitting on my shelf. Okay? You will get to enjoy it more if you can see it, if you can touch it, if you can use it every day. Keep that in mind. Okay. Let's chat about some of the things that I do to make me feel better about using my fabric sash. First tip, which is a tip, but also kind of a little common sense. So don't be like, gosh, this is what she's sharing. But like, think about it. Find a pattern, a quilt pattern that you like, or write your own quilt pattern. Do you, dog? We're all artists here. Um, And then go shopping for fabric. And then buy the fabric. And if one of those fabrics is gorgeous, buy an extra yard of it. Okay? Then you have the pattern and you're going to cut the fabric that you purchased to go into that pattern. This seems like common sense, like, duh, that's how you make a quilt. However, if you are buying for a specific purpose, you tend to not have the same emotional attachment to that fabric that you do when Tula goes on her Tula Tuesdays, announces a fabric collection, and you go and pre-order it six months before it arrives, and then it finally shows up to your house, and it's in this beautiful bundle. It has created its own aura. There was a release. You had to wait six months for it. It came in a special package. It is now impossible to cut. You see where I'm going with this? Buy for your patterns. This will, one, in theory, be cheaper in the long run. I say in theory because we are all human, okay? So it's not gonna be cheaper for everybody because people are gonna compound this with other habits. So it is what it is. But it could be cheaper in the long run because you're not stashing. You're not buying fabric without any intention of using it, or at least without any clear guidance and roadmap to how you're going to use it, okay? So it's gonna get used immediately. You might have noticed I did say buy an extra yard of something that you really love. That's how we get fabric sashes, people. 
but then your fabric stash is only fabrics that you really love. And also it desensitizes it a little because you've already cut into it for that project. You just have a little extra for something else in the future. So that's really, really helpful. Another thing that you can do, which is something I absolutely do, especially when it comes to uh, fabric collections by designers that I absolutely adore. Obviously, Chula Pink, Sherry and Chelsea for Moda. I adore everything that they put out. I think it's wonderful. Um, I just do. Bonnie and Camille, samesies. Uh, so what I end up doing is I order the beautiful bundle and I order another bundle. And sometimes I order another bundle and another bundle. I did it. I'm not kidding. So four bundles. I ordered four bundles. Okay. This one is never going to get touched. It's just not. It's beautiful and I love it and I want to look at it. I want to use it as decor. This one is going to get cut up and I'm going to use it and I'm not going to feel bad about it because every time I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. I can go look at this one. So this is our stack of fabric. I just cut it open and I'm using it. This one is the beautiful bundle that sticks. I also, I know myself, I adore certain fabric designers and I always want to use their fabrics. I ordered two backup fabric bundles as well. So that once I go through this stack of ones that are already loose and ready to get cut, I have two more that I can also use. Sometimes you just have to know yourself. And I know that I think some of these fabrics are too pretty to use. And so I buy, it's like an air and a spare. You are going to be the most beautiful one in the land. You get to sit on the top shelf and lord it over everybody else. These ones are our worker bees. And these are the ones that are going to go into our quilts. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense because that's like, I would say, number one thing to do. Another thing that you can do, which I have always done, um, is I buy, you know, I do the whole fabric bundle thing. I buy fabrics for a specific pattern. But let's say a collection comes out like um, Curiouser and Curiouser. Uh, and it's a beautiful collection. The colorway is awesome throughout. I wasn't in love with every single print. I, I liked them all. I liked them all. But that like love, that pull, I need to use every single one. I didn't have it except for the drippy roses. Those drippy roses were gorgeous. So you know what I did? I bought two yards of each colorway of the drippy roses. So now I have yardage of drippy roses. Pretty awesome. I can use that as much as I want. I've got yards. I've got yards and yards of it. I can use it. Fabric bundle stays intact. I'm using the drippy roses. Um, another thing that you can do if you're not like, so I understand I am in a different position than a lot of people. I have a massive quilting studio in my home. I have, you know, wall-to-wall -wall cabinetry. I've got walk-in closet. I've got room 
to, to spill out. I mean, my sewing table, just this sewing table is like a seven foot long table. Plus I have a full size long arm. Like I've got room in here. If you don't have the room to be, you know, have backups upon backups upon backups, something else that you can do is to lean in to solids and coordinates and then pick out some focal prints. Just like what I was saying with, I was obsessed with those drippy roses. Maybe you can't buy two, three fat quarter stacks. What you can do is buy, you know, a, you know, either true colors or, you know, solids or any sort of blenders, you know, whatever you are. Maybe you're a Kansas Troubles person. Maybe you're a tulip pink purple. Those are two very different types of, of quilting there. But buy like a core, like a library, like make your own library of 10 things. And then you have that core fabric that you can mix in. And then you'll want to mix it in because that is going to be what brings the punch, that brings the fun to your quilt tops. Does that make sense, guys? I hope it does. Um, I just, I adore fabric. And I know that there are so many of you out there who also adore fabric the way that I do. Um, but I think that it's a lot of fun can be had. And sometimes when we're so obsessed with fabric and a fabric collection, we stay with only using that fabric collection, which is great. I have quilts that are top to bottom, the same fabric collection all the way through. It's wonderful to do. But once you get okay with breaking the seal on one of these, you can start to mix and match. And instead of this being a stack of tiny beasts, it can be pinks and yellows and oranges and purples and greens and blues. And look at that, guys. We now have a totally different situation happening. Now we have things that we can mix and match and put together with different fabric collections because we're not looking at who the designer was and where it came from. We're looking at this as a material, as a medium. I have, it's taken me a really long time for me to lean into the idea that I'm an artist um, because it just, I would say I am a quintessential, like, basic chick, not gonna lie. Uggs, lattes from Starbucks, aviator sunglasses. It's my jam. I'm a basic chick, and I'm so proud of it. But oftentimes, when we think of ourselves in a certain way, we don't think of ourselves as artists. And nobody else on the planet could have made this quilt that's on the wall behind me, but me. All the materials are out there for mass consumption. This is not a pattern that's just for me, and that's great. This is not fabric that was just for me, and that's okay too. But I 
chose what fabrics to put together and I chose what pattern to utilize those fabrics in. And that makes me an artist. Said it. So I just wanted to leave you with that thought. Um, super exciting. It is what it is. But that's that's my two bits this week about using your fabric sash. I hope that you let the fears go or know that those fears are there and use some of my tips and tricks to allow you to work within that fear while having still having that fear. Um, for those of you who are participating in the Sampler Spree Slow Along, thank you so much. I'm loving seeing all of your blocks splattered all over social media. If you're interested in seeing some of those blocks, you can follow the hashtag Sampler Spree Slow Along. We are in very early stages of the sew along. So if you want to join in, you can visit the link in the description to uh, join us. I would love to have you there. Okay, guys, you have finished another episode of the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. Uh, I am so grateful that you spent a little portion of your day with me. And to ensure that you never miss an episode, hit subscribe wherever you listen or watch this podcast. All right, guys. Bye for now. Happy sewing.